0: Live from the Talking Joe Studios It's Talking Joe with Chief and Mark
1: Talking Joe weekly podcast Talking Joe is there Talking Joe thought we would last Talking Joe is there Finding each other like a married couple A podcast on the air Talking Joe is there
2: Talking Joe is the codename for a completely untrained special podcast force. It's purpose to produce a weekly comic review show and serve as an outlet for Chief's creative talents and unleash them upon the world.
1: Talking Joe, Talking Joe is there.
2: Chief is on his
1: soapbox, nobody seems to care. Fighting for fandom, wherever there's struggle. the podcast on the air, Talking Joe is there. Talking Joe, Talking Joe. Talking Joe is on the air, and here are your hosts, Chief
0: and Mark. Hey, 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 you are not being deceived, Talking Joe Public. That's right, we are back, we are live in your living room, in your hot tub, in your bed. Well, not literally in your bed, I hope not. Uh, uh, well, unless you want us to be in your bed, I don't know. But uh, I am the Chief Doggy Dog. For this bonus app, I've been joined by a new guy. Oh no, it's the same old guy. It's you. It's me, Mark. Yeah. I've done
1: done a few episodes now, must be a record by now, surely, the way that you discarded those other (laughs) chumps.
0: No, um, that's right, you're here, Uh, glad to be alongside the Funky Bunch as always. been a been a short week we're pumping out this little bonus episode if you've listened to the most recent one you will have heard that there's a break in this artificial intelligence storyline running through the 260s and this issue 263 we will discuss now and it's called some gave all and what's mm. that? What's the history behind this? Then was was that the plan of editorial and and publishing to have this break, or was it just something they wanted to do? Do you, do you know anything about it?
1: I don't know for for sure, but the the timing of it is. I mean, it's a memorial a Memorial Day issue, and the timing of when it came out was. Around about Memorial Day. I think it was maybe uh, the month before or after. I can't remember off okay, yeah, the top of my head. The
0: publishing date, I think, was obviously April 2019. So, yeah, so we've got this this issue plumped right down in the middle. I've got a question for you that's not necessarily relevant to, to this pod, but between me and you, when you bind these, because you're obviously going to bind them, you're doing a big project at the moment, mm. are you going to put this one... After artificial intelligence, that 4 part, are you surely you're not going to bind it in sequential order in the middle.
1: Well, the the thing is, is that because artificial intelligence kind of runs on, then onto the into the next arc. Yeah, it there's a kind of logic for for having that run on, and there's not a clear.
0: Well, Break, can, so. maybe you could jump forward even more and put it in, like, after 2.50 or something, or, you know... Or yeah, maybe. Or before... Whatever came before uh, Venom... What was the one that I got? Is it Venom Rising that came before Artificial Intelligence? Ugh, maybe I you f- pop it before that. You know, it maybe, maybe. I, yeah, because there's nothing necessarily in here that is relevant to any ongoing storylines, I don't think. So, Yeah, you could put it wherever you want, but... Anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I already gave it, yeah, a little bit of thought. I don't think there's necessarily... A lovely neat break immediately before the previous arc or immediately yeah. afterwards but yeah. um or yeah.
0: after straight after snake hunt maybe you know maybe as a nice, as a nice little sort of you know capping point. I don't know oh yeah because yeah, they yeah. go
1: into the untold tales then don't they yeah but okay. yeah that, that's ten, 10 issues later than when it's meant to be it's uh yeah. it's a minefield chief <laughs> <laughs> favorite cover. cover
0: let's 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 have a dig in here let's look at the covers uh i've got the gallant cover with dead joes on the cover can you name the dead Joes? Here we go. Name the Joes. Is there a clue in the character pose? Maybe the outfit or the funky clothes? Do I spy a pair of pantyhose? Some facial hair or distinctive nose? ID the Joes. Knock them over like dominoes. Or Larry Hammer's polyphonic prose? Name the Joes. Name the... I mean, this is an easy one. <laughs> uh, well, doc, quick kick, crazy legs. Who's that guy on the left? I don't know. Um, on the left, Breaker, it's Avalanche. Uh, Am- a- a- Avalanche, yeah. Breaker, yeah. and then that guy on the, the right. I don't know. Some Battle Force Two Thousand dude.
1: It's a uh, another Mel Gibson film, uh, Chief. Braveheart.
0: Um, <laughs> um, thinking Card Sharp. Payback. Uh, we were soldiers. Uh, Lethal Weapon. Um, oh uh, the one with James Garner Jodie Foster that's a good movie Maverick ah Maverick yes first (laughs) guess chief they call him Maverick
1: first guess yeah well uh, done
0: Snake Eyes uh, File Name Unknown (laughs) that's right (laughs) you got them all right do you think they will ever reveal do you think they'll ever reveal Snake Eyes real name do I think they'll ever reveal Snake Eyes no I don't think they've got any reason to. Sure. Uh, Interesting there. Uh, Quick, if anyone wants to do any research out there in Podland, no one will. You might, Funky Bunch, because I know you love research. Do you think there are many characters, if any, in, let's say, Marvel, DC, IDW, um, of long-standing books of the ilk of G.I. Joe in in terms of its longevity, that have a main character whose name we've never known? Hmm. Do some research for me.
1: Um, I'm sure there must be so okay. Wolverine was unknown for a very long time
0: yes but we we know his name now mm-hmm. is he James Howlett is that his name
1: James Hewitt I believe
0: isn't it okay or was I it Howlett, Howlett? oh I it could know. be All right. or
1: is it Hewitt is, is that
0: Princess Diana's I don't know Leighton Hewitt was a tennis player Australian mm, I but, don't know okay, okay anyway, we know his name yeah cover B is by Dan Fraga and it's uh, the Crimson Twins falling through a skylight onto mm. a cobra symbol
1: yeah, what's that doing on this issue? It's got nothing to do with the issue.
0: Dan Frager as well. Um, it's a name that I am familiar with, but only because of the early years of Image Comics. I'm talking early '90s, and he did a lot of the Rob Liefeld books. So that might. I was thinking, why is he drawing a cover? But maybe I've just no prized it myself. By you know, if he did a lot of Liefeld books, and he maybe he is still friends with Liefeld. Liefeld's connections with GI Joe, having done the Dead Game miniseries recently. Maybe that's why Dan got a cover gig here, but a, a name that hasn't, to my knowledge, been associated with comics for a long time.
1: Could be. I mean, sort of looking just at the thumbnail, it's it seems to be not a million miles away from something that John Royal would do. So, so it's yeah. maybe like who who is in that kind of royal... Okay ballpark, yes. who might be able to give us a nice splashy cover that's got nothing to do with the interiors.
0: Yeah, because we're missing a Royal cover this month, mm-hmm. maybe he had st- other stuff going on, you're correct. And there's a retail incentive which is Gallant pulling double duty here with another cover, don't particularly like this one Roadblock, kind of crouching, just holding his Marduce. P- Yeah, pretty boring. It's
1: it's, it's, noth- it's nothing special is it? Because, I mean and, and it's also got nothing to do with the interiors really, I mean no. Roadblock's in the issue but that's about as close as it gets so it's kind of a, a generic pin-up that is, is yeah. sort of filling a spot of being a yeah. variant
0: cover Then we've got one that's quite nice here again i'd like to see this one blown up a bit bigger so i'll google that obviously but this is from the greater austin comic-con exclusive cover and it's by vo Guyon, and it's kind of a painted snake eyes holding a flag with um you know some rubble and then mm-hmm. a helmet on top of a, a gun butt in the ground um pretty evocative pretty um you know emotional cover yeah. Yep, atmospheric, nice. Right, so this, as you mentioned, is the Memorial Day issue, and it's just all, all things along that line of looking back at fallen comrades and not just one group of Joes going to, I guess, Arlington, but other other sections. So you've got ninjas in here as well, then you've got mm-hmm. uh, even a wolf at one point, and then There's we also wolf, cut yeah. over to Dark Colonia as well. So, you know, getting quite a few different viewpoints here.
1: Yeah, do you want a plot breakdown of some of those viewpoints? I would, please, yes. On Memorial Day, the Joes and their allies are remembering their fallen comrades. Stalker and Stormshadow run into Wade Collins at the Vietnam Memorial in DC. The three are there to remember their departed LRRP buddies, Ramon Escabado and Dickie Saperstein. In Arlington Cemetery, Duke and Roblox visit the graves of departed Joes and run into Doc's parents. Duke and Roblock remember General Flagg's funeral, the day they officially join the team. Scarlet remembers Snake Eyes on the Staten Island Ferry. Granny Demon remembers the Hardmaster and Softmaster in Japan. Budo, Raymond, and Milo do the same in San Francisco. In Staten Island, Clutch hosts a cookout for the chaplain's assistants, as well as some local orphans. In Darklonia, Katya, the resistance leader visits the grave of Sneak Peek and turns the tables on some would-be assassins in the process. Meanwhile in Utah, Bork holds an empty boot ceremony to remember the team's fallen. And finally, in the High Sierras, Timber the Wolf visits Snake Eye's cabin and howls.
0: Howl! Sure does! Sure does. Uh, although I thought Timber was dead. We'll come on to that later as we discuss. Yeah, I think it's Timber, timber three. 3. Okay. Right. Yeah, whichever
1: whichever Timber we're on with the okay. scar on his eye that was in the books earlier, I yes. think. Yes, there you go, there you go. It, they have to call him Timber and, and not refer to his other code names just to keep the Cobras on their toes. Yeah. Because yeah. if they knew that the original Timber was dead, he might sort of disrupt things.
0: Yes. Um, okay, so um, good plot breakdown. We can dig in. Should we dig into each one in turn, do you think? Yep, we can do that. All right. Shall let's we just... talk about... Uh oh, first oh yeah so we got Gallant back on duties.
1: Shannon Gallant is back on art duties after a few issues away so he he disappeared off to do the crossover with the $6 million man yes. and is uh, has so has been a, away and didn't return for the uh, for a long run since but then yeah it's back on this one off issue. So yeah, nice return. It's good yeah. to see him back Welcome on Welcome
0: return to replace Neto Diaz who, you know, is good but not particularly my cup of tea uh, Ron Joseph who I really liked especially when he was inking himself maybe mm-hmm. less so when Brian was inking him but um nice to see Shannon back on the book and doing a good job as always
1: all very solid competent work uh there uh okay so so we are on Memorial Day which is a federal holiday in the United States for honouring and mourning military personnel who have died in the performance of their duties serving the United States Armed Forces. And the holiday is observed on the last Monday of May.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, page one here, you've got Storm Shadow and Stalker. Mm -hmm. They're kind of looking up guys, but even Shannon's gone kind of for the emotional heartbeat straight away because you actually see just in between the two lead lead characters, you see a couple kind of breaking down. Mm. One guy's leaning over, holding the wall, and you're kind of hit straight away with the... The emotions. The horror of war, yeah.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I mean, as because of the day involved, Memorial Day, I guess a lot of people would be out at these kind of places, more more so than normal, going out to visit, you know, the loved ones that are no longer with them. Yes, so, um, yes.
0: I like what Shannon's done on page two here, where he's kind of got this, this flashback ghostly figures kind of in the background, and as you... The panels go down the page they kind of get longer and longer and bigger and bigger as more people populate them more more of their dead comrades populate the, the background
1: yeah it's uh it's a nice touch as, as, as they're walking along being reflected with their yeah their falling fallen uh vietnam comrades as you as you say yes yeah. uh, it's a good yeah good effect then they get to the wall panel number two on the wall there's a whole bunch of names there
0: okay right challenge for chief i've done No research, no googling. (laughs) I'm just looking at this and I see how I do.
2: Here we go. Explain the wall. Chief's got to explain the wall. Do you think you know it all? It's not in Berlin or Hadrian's. The Great Wall.
0: So, top row, uh, looks to be Waltz, maybe. Now, I know Tom Waltz was an IDW editor, but I don't think he's mm-hmm. dead. So, <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a relative of his or someone. Don't uh, know. Yeah,
1: it's, it, yeah, it's going to be either Tom Waltz or, or, or possibly in memory of uh, one of his relatives. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Next up, we've got Harold Fredericks Jr. No idea. Mm.
1: What if I were to tell you that his nickname was Fred?
0: Ah, Fred Seven. Okay. No, no,
1: Fred Fredericks.
0: Fred Fredericks. Fred. Yeah. Freddy. Freddy Krueger. No.
1: It's it's literally his name. Fred Fredericks was a GI Joe artist who uh. did some of the benzene part, that arc where a lot of the uh, Joes were uh, ah, sort of in the early yeah, hundreds deceased. Right. Yeah. So so including the issue where where sneak peek was uh, shot, for example, the first time. Got
0: it. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Uh, next one is Lorenzo. Then it looks like P A R E something, parn or put so. Don't know.
1: Yeah, I drew a blank on that one. Okay, I wasn't sure.
0: Going to the next line, Marie Severin. She penciled an issue of GI Joe, and it was a really good one. Actually, it was in the 30s somewhere. Yeah, 35, 34. Yeah. I think it's like that.
1: the one where they had like the early version of the uh, the sort of bats, where the Cobra Troopers had the antennae sticking out the top of their helmets, being controlled okay. badly swap by land Cobra stuff.
0: And, yeah, yeah. and the USS Flag and all that kind of stuff really, or Jane, sorry, whatever it was but um, yeah, enjoyed that She was, I think she did a lot of western um, and other non-superhero comic stuff in the 70s so uh, then we got Jack Abel name rings a bell I'm thinking DC Comics for some reason old timer,
1: but I, I don't know exactly, he's another uh, old timer comic inker and he worked on the, fir- the issue with the first appearance of Quinn which would have been issue okay.
0: two. two right, okay uh, next off looks like uh, Christos or Christoph Strand something. Don't know. Drawn a blank. Wasn't sure about that one. Okay, let's go. Next one. Canned. No. some There's a letter before the K. Don't know.
1: Mm, no, not sure on that okay. one. Okay.
0: Uh, Richard Saperstein. Uh Richard Nickname Saperstein. Be... So that's Dicky Saperstein from the LRP. <laughs> that's <LARP>. right. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Dickie. Then, uh, but looks like Adele Burkhart maybe. Oh, it could be, couldn't it? It's I Burke. think that's an A. Well... And then mm. Burke, I'm going to go Adele Burkhart.
1: Mm, it's not a full name, is it? There's not really enough right. enough of a gap to have an Adele, but right. could be, could be. Uh,
0: is uh, next one <laughs> Herbert W. Trimpe. So that's um, Herb, Trimp. Herb Trimpe. Herb yep. Trimpe. Paul Ryan. I didn't. This is the same guy. I didn't know he was dead. He. I remember him vividly because when I started collecting comics, '92 maybe American-sized comics. He was drawing Fantastic Four for Marvel. Oh. Had a big long run with Tom DeFalco writing, and also he did. Did some stuff on the Superman books for DC. If that's the same Paul Ryan, I'm sure it would be. Okay, yeah, it would have to be, wouldn't
1: it? And he he was he did uh, the F- SFX issue. Ah uh, yes, GIG,
0: diagnostics favorite. Yes, Paul Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Too many fingers covering up too many letters on the next bit. Mm-hmm. Then we've it looks like we've got uh, William Rogers III, more commonly known as Marshall Rogers. Ding, ding. Uh, very Correct. famous uh did did some of those cobra civil war books right. and also famously did strange apparitions i think which was uh batman mm-hmm. yeah big run story uh, yeah line.
1: significant run on, on batman yeah
0: uh, archie goodwin um, enough said don't need to say any more about that legend uh, next row agrio don't know Obviously not sure about that one missing no. okay fine frank springer one of my favorites from early gi joe books really liked that I mean, I think a lot of people didn't have as big a run as I remembered when I did this reread, and a lot of people probably think he was maybe a touch overly cartoony, but for me, I really enjoyed his work.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I mean, maybe it wasn't quite as precise, maybe, as Wiggum, but, yeah, yeah, I think it was was still very good.
0: This is great radio, by the way. People are mashing that plus 15 second button. (laughs) Uh, Next one, Luke, someone... And then it looks like uh, Shearer. So it's maybe it could be, could be yeah. another where we had the Waltz at the top. Maybe it's a relation of Tom Waltz who's passed away. This could be uh Brian Shearer relation, maybe. Could be, know. could be. Uh, going down, Shane, don't know. Uh, Russell Heath Jr., which is Russ Heath, did Penciled Issue 24. And then a lot of books in the 70s and 80s. Again, did a lot of Western and war books, I mm-hmm. think, a lot of um, military yep. books.
1: And the G.I. Joe cartoon um, models as well. Mo- yes, yes, designs. Same. Yes.
0: So. Uh, next one, too much hand in the way. Next line down, John D'Agostino. Know the name? Why? I know. I should know this, but I don't. I, it's not. Nothing's coming to me.
1: Uh, another comics creator. So he right. did some some work on on GI Joe, and specifically he did inks on some of the early
0: GI Joe issues, including issues three, four, and five. Fine. Then it looks like Chic. I don't think that is the uh, Sheik band. The Freak. Riles, yeah. Niles Rogers. What a legend he is. There was a there was a story actually when Chic were on tour, Niles Rogers and Oh, who's the other guy? I can't think what it's uh, Bernard, someone, and they were doing a gig, and uh, one of them fell over, slumped over to the amp. And Noel Rogers goes over to him. He's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "I've got to finish the gig. I've got to finish the gig." So he pulled him up. Charlie Mike. The, yeah, Charlie Mike uh, finished the gig. Went back to the hotel room. Noel R- Rogers went in to see him in the night to make sure he was okay. Dead. Oh,
2: yeah. Ten fat checking Joe here. Chief is right. Just before the Sheet concert, on April 18, 1996 at the Budokan Arena in Tokyo, Bernard Edwards fell ill but refused to cancel the gig. He managed to perform but had to be helped at times. At one point, Edwards blacked out for a few seconds before resuming his playing. Rogers assumed the absence of bass was a deliberate improvisation and did not learn the truth until after the show. After the concert, Niall went to check on Bernard and asked just how he was doing, to which replied, I'm fine. I just need to rest. This was the last time Niles spoke to Bonard. Edwards retired to his hotel room, where he was later found dead. The cause of death was ruled to be pneumonia. At ease, troops. Let's Charlie Mike.
1: Good
0: grief. Uh, well, I'm going to put some chic on there. I love chic. Uh, and then lastly, it just says Ray, and I'm saying there's Ray Charles. Oh, right. Go for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go, Chief. Got them all bar a few ding 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 first time <laughs> <laughs> um well explain this pebble thing next panel down stalker he's like i've got the pebble there you go Dickie. i know you're supposed to go on your tombstone but this is what it is mm-hmm. so do we know what that involves
1: I, I guess it just must be a tradition of, of laying down a, a pebble on a tombstone
0: okay all right uh and this is where they bump into like you said in the breakdown this is where they bump into wade collins who must be pretty rough because he does kind of ask about his son mm-hmm. who, aka throw down aka snake eyes too and that's never really been explored i think there's a bit of um story uh, extrapolation that larry can do here to to this dynamic between father and son because you know i want to see a bit more of wade and sean together and what wade's anguish of having to kind of his son has gone he's almost never going to see him again i think there's maybe some story Mm. there
1: yeah 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 it could be i mean they they had they had the whole family coming back to to try and rescue him uh previously didn't they um yes. when he was holed up in uh, the springfield center uh down in the basement yes but obviously uh must weigh heavily on his uh mind yeah i yep. like uh, i like stalker there using the expression Jeebus, <laughs> Jeebus, wade
0: <laughs> yeah that's good i'll use that doesn't I'll use yeah that. it doesn't normally get a lot of use outside of the simpsons so that's no. uh, that's good no um yeah so that's kind of it isn't it that's kind of wraps up that first bit then we go to arlington where we've got roadblock and duke and this is this uh no so yeah this is arlington so actually where maybe i got it wrong this first bit it says on memorial day where were Mm -hmm. stalker and storm shadow then are they They also in arlington but a different part of it or where's the wall I don't know geographically exactly where
1: things are, but this is specifically a Vietnam memorial right. that uh, the first uh, scene is set in, which is a long wall of names.
0: Okay. What's that big... There's that big tower. What's that big tower called? I mean, apologies again, Americans, for my lack of knowledge. Mm. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same thing that um, the Spider-Man swung around. Okay, there you go. Pop
2: culture <laughs> always
0: comes to your rescue.
2: Ten fact in Joe here again! The Vietnam Veterans Memorial is a US national memorial in Washington DC, a site of two acres dominated by a black granite wall, engraved with the names of those service members who died as a result of their service in Vietnam and Southeast Asia during the war. The memorial is in Constitution Gardens, adjacent to the National Mall, and just northeast of the Lincoln Memorial. The monument's eastern portion points towards the Washington Monument, an obelisk within the National Mall in Washington, D.C. The Washington Monument did indeed feature in the film Spider-Man Homecoming. Approximately a mile away and accessible via the Arlington Memorial Bridge over the Potomac River is Arlington National Cemetery and National States Military Cemetery in Arlington County, Virginia. Stand down and back to Chief and Mark to Charlie Mike.
0: Uh, right, so anyway, we know that Duke and uh, Roadblock are in Arlington because it says in the top caption, Arlington. That's right. And that's, the ma- that's the thing that gave it away for me. Yeah, and they're here to pay their respects to uh, General Douche, as Ben would call him, <laughs> uh, Lawrence J. Flagg. Uh, i tell you what, he's pretty uh, decorated. He's got a bronze star, a silver star, and a purple heart. Yeah, he's done all right. Yeah. And I think, yeah, is it the purple
1: heart that you get for, for dying.
0: Purple heart uh, is, yeah, for being dead or wounded, I think. Mm-hmm or the other two, they're, they're to do with heroism in the face of danger. They're for being good. They're for being good soldiers. Yeah, okay. We're, we're, we're really showing up our military <laughs> knowledge here. <laughs> um, i tell you what, yeah. we, we get we get a flashback, and I, I'm not overly a massive fan all the time, but I quite like this one because it's not panel for panel. It's actually got them speeding in in the Jeep, which you don't see in the original scene. That's you right. A bit more action-packed. And Roadblock, i tell you what, I didn't realise he literally blew apart this rattler i mean they need to start thinking about who is building these was it destro (laughs) and mars building these rattlers because they are like paper
1: yeah Um, unless unless it was uh yeah contracted out to the person that supplied the lowest value tender
0: there you go uh but i'll tell you what i do like is as there as this flashback's going the last panel on that page where or the penultimate where duke says listen up i'm your new first shirt the next panel is he's back in the present and he's delivering that line an end and a beginning right here and he's kind of delivering it to no one just in the middle of this i love that bit that's quality
1: <laughs> yeah he seems like he's enjoying himself yeah look ah, at him he's smiling away and there's doc's dead there parents the no that's not one yeah.
0: around doc's alive parents and doc's dead um, yes hmm.
1: indeed from the previous Bits. some people thought that an um, error had been made because the roll call of names that Roblox ah. gave is a relatively short so it doesn't list yes. out all of the the dead Joes there okay and um, but I think that's fairly easily explained away that, Go on. that while I think any sort of serving uh, certain, any serviceman that has died uh, in in combat is allowed to be is, is kind of eligible to be um, buried at Arlington, it isn't a compulsory thing, so it could well easily be that that they are buried uh, closer to home, uh, for example, uh, in their hometown, rather yep. than.
0: And he's just reading out the Arlington, Arlington list. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Perfect. Done. Ding, ding, ding. No prize in the post. And when I say <laughs> no prize, I mean no prize. Okay, uh, San Francisco next. The Arashikage Akage Martial Arts Training Dojo. No parking allowed. The sign tells me. Now so just remind me who we've got. We've got Budo, Milo and Tyrone, is it? Um Raymond. No, wait a minute, no Tyrone not Tyrone, Raymond. That's right. Wait a minute, who's who's Tyrone again? Was he Ty- he was the guy from way back the Zartan took under his wing? That's right. And is he dead? Ray. he's dead. He died okay. in the freighter. And he died Raymond freighter, is his brother. Oh Raymond's his brother. Okay, I missed all yeah, about yeah. that when Raymond was introduced. Fine, okay, cool. And these guys are honouring. Uh, the soft master and the hard master I believe so yep. just one page for that bit isn't it Yeah. Uh, Utah next this is the yeah. pit and are oh, we led to believe that Hawk is going through an entire roll call of all the Joes because he starts with Airborne here then he goes to Avalanche oh and Avalanche is dead actually he's not there he's not there so why, as he said, is he just going through all the names, and if you're there, you say here, and if you're dead, you say nothing?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If, if they say something, then there's a whole different
0: storyline. Okay. Now, you've been a man of research. I'm sure you've counted in that top panel the amount of helmets on guns to make sure it matches up. <laughs> Let's see. One, two, 16.
1: seven. Sixteen. Yeah, it looks like uh, there's 16 visible on the panel. But yes. Okay.
0: Do we know the dead Joe count? There is 19. Okay. Fine, but obviously <laughs> this, this panel <laughs> is get... this panel's diagonal, so the the border frame could have cut off three.
1: Yeah, so so there there could there's an explanation as to why we are only seeing an official count of sixteen, which actually tallies with a plaque that they talk about later on. We got sixteen right. uh, boots and helmets and nineteen dead. So uh, the nineteen dead are shooter. General Flag, Mangler, Dock, Crankcase, Heavy Metal, Thunder, Breaker, Crazy Legs, Quick Kick, Cool Breeze, Avalanche, Blaster, Blocker, DJ, Knockdown, Maverick, Snake Eyes, and Sneak Peek. Now, why are we only seeing 16 boots? Uh, so Mangler and Cool Breeze were probationary Joes, so okay. they might be left off. And Snake Eyes would not be on a plaque or have boots because they are hiding his death from Cobra. So Correct. So they don't want to acknowledge the fact that he is dead.
0: Very good. Is that your theory? <laughs> no, or that's you a stole stolen it from theory. someone online. Ding, ding, ding! Stolen. Yeah, we love stealing on this show. Um, okay, good, good. That's fine. That that pays. That, that that works for me. The other thing is, on that top panel where we see these Joes, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 16, then Hawke 17, we only see mm-hmm. 17 Joes outside stationed at the pit. Now, obviously, there are other Fort Wadsworth and the guys are in Arlington and all that other stuff, but still, it doesn't amount to many Joes being left on the whole roster, does it? It's not you know, a huge, maybe it's not a huge 40 amount, or something. It? I mean, where are the rest no. of them? Because there's been more no. than 40 Joes created or introduced...
1: Good question. Maybe only maybe only those ones—the ones that care. <laughs>
0: there you go. There you go. I didn't like that douchebag. I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, and, As, and part and he's sitting of sitting in the hut eating
1: his dinner. Yeah, part of the reason that uh, <laughs> that Hawk is doing that register is to shame the people yeah. who should have been there but didn't yeah. turn up. Yeah, of um, course. Ooh, of course, another no but, prize
0: might be that we're seeing these few locations, but they're well. There could well be uh, a squad of Joes on location in Siberia doing some mission or, you know, in or, the Antarctica or wherever.
1: Or a parallel ceremony below the pit because, of course, they wouldn't want to show everybody on the surface where it can be picked up by the uh, satellite photography.
0: Boom! We're just going to write this book
1: for you, people. Yeah. Um, um, can you name the Joes in that first panel, though? OK, all right. <laughs> uh, back row. Yep. Looks like you've got beach, the specs. beachhead. Yep. Cross-country, who's dead, I think. Uh, no, he survived. He was in that same mission where most of them died, but oh, he, yes, he, yeah. he was one of the lucky few. Is survived. that
0: Beachhead, the first one?
1: Beachhead, Beach cross-country. Cross
0: country, dusty? Yep. Um, baseball cap, jacket. Uh, don't know. Tell me. I'm not sure. That's well, That was okay. a mystery to me. All right. Mutt, uh, recondo, torpedo, uh, sci-fi? Uh, there's a clue on the next panel. Oh, Airborne.
1: That's right. Cause... Uh, then the front row: Alpine, Cutter,
0: Gung Ho, Psych Out, Shipwreck, uh, Rock and Roll. I think. Oh, uh, Rock and Roll, Shipwreck, Armadillo, or is his name Rumbler? I never know. Is that a vehicle or a character? Uh, Steeler. Steeler. This right, is the answer. <laughs> neither. But are they both characters? Is Rumbler and Armadillo? They're oh, both characters. Yeah. they Armad uh, Rumbler. I don't know. One I'm of them drives confused. the Rolling Thunder.
2: TURN, HOT, FAT, checking JOE HERE, AGAIN. Chief is right, both Armadillo and Rumbler are the names of the Rolling Thunder vehicle driver. Armadillo is the name of the figure that came with the Rolling Thunder toy, but in his comic appearances, he was always referred to as Rumbler. These names are not to be confused with Rumbler, the crossfire driver, or Armadillo, the mini tank that appeared on the front cover of issue 37. Fact-checking Joe, over and out, until the next time a cock-up is made. Which I hope is not
0: again. Jolly Mike. Uh, next to that dude, next to Steeler, is Tunnel Rat. And then, yep. no idea, just a guy in green. Uh, yeah, one of the
1: guys in green could okay. be Zap potentially because yep. we do see Zap being yep. used in in around these issues. So. Yeah.
0: More great radio from Talking Joe. Um, <laughs> right, Japan. Uh, Granny Demon is going to honor. She's also honoring the Soft Master and the Hard Master, yep. much like our friends in San Francisco. She's at some shrine. Does some clapping. I uh, don't know the relevance of that. It means I think she's a magician. She claps twice, and four red ninjas appear. Uh, and then she kind of scares them off by saying she has a brand new brick to bash their brains <laughs> in with and they're like, enough of this jazz, I'm out yeah,
1: never mind never mind. the godfather saw with his brand new bag she's got, <laughs> granny's got a uh, brand new brick
0: hey! Come on! Oh, oh dear, there's a jingle <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know it's, it's, it's okay, it's what it that scene Uh Darklonia, mm. where this, this tombstone here uh, I'm not going to try and speak Darklonian, but one of those <laughs> words must be Sneak Peek or, no, because that would be too obvious on the nose. What was his name? What was Sneak Peek's name? Oh, man. Just exposing my research this time around,
1: I do not know off the top of my head Sneak okay. Peek's right, name.
0: But have you have you translated Darklonian to know what that says on the... Uh... Well, it says O N K K.
1: which I assume is Sneak Peek's actual name. Sneak okay. Peek.
0: The crosshair, going down, I thought that was like O-W-E-N-J-K. I thought it was like some Darklonian word. I was Jukka, but it's actually Owen.K. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he is Owen Owen King. Owen King and Bohatter just means mm. Belend.
2: Turn hot, fat, shaking Joe here. For what I sincerely hope is the last time. Now, Bohatter, of course, is Polish for Hero, and you would make the conclusion that Darklonian is of a similar Eastern European dialect and would mean the same thing. Now, drop and give me a hundred, wait, clean out the latrines, wait, both at the same time. You disgust me, Charlie Mike, if you must.
0: Anyway, there's a couple of Darklonian um, scumbags here who are attempting to assassinate Katya because she is going to go and show her respects to her former lover, who I still say is not dead. And <laughs> I think uh, it's this, a better
1: storyline if he's not. This yeah.
0: guy is eating his rations, a bird shits on his head, and then he gets <laughs> two in the skull. Foot, foot, yeah. yeah. Or maybe one in the skull for him, and the second one was for his spotter. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's bad. He didn't even get to eat his rations, he got a bird turd, and then he got shot. That guy's not having a day. <laughs> oh. Um... Okay, fine. So, bit of violence there. Why not? Staten Island, Fort Wadsworth. Island. Now, I'd forgotten that Fort Wadsworth was another base because there was that scene, wasn't there? Or that issue where the pit they branched out. They put a base in San Francisco, mm-hmm. one back in Fort Wadsworth, and there was a That's third right. one somewhere. That I can't remember. I think uh, the pit and just Utah was it? Okay, maybe. Um, anyway, the Joes are here. Who who are these Joes? Actually, is that who's the guy with the beard? Is that Clutch? That's clutch,
1: and he's got a uh, apron which says, good cook in a clutch, which oh, yes, I assume must be a hilarious joke of some description.
0: Yes, for only for Joes. Even for them, probably not funny. <laughs> no. These guys are feeding people, and there's some question marks raised about how the chaplain's assistant motor pool could rack up 16 KIAs and uh, it's because of the heat seeking missiles and that was going to be my colloquialism there used to be a pudding that was over egged you know the pudding you know the pudding at first it was british but then it was commonwealth you know the pudding you know the pudding but now there's a new player in town a comic book writer of of some renown he's using real world examples and peppering the issues with with lots of samples it's a larry hammer colloquialism he's talking gi joe and all its heroism can you guess what it is is it Something new now. Listen as Larry drops a slice of real life on you. Uh, missiles spell M I S S A L S. Yes. Uh, what region of the United States is that from? <laughs> what do you mean? All of it? Okay, it's just a word. Uh, okay, I thought it was a, a specific dialect from a specific no, region. No, 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 no. It's just
1: it's just a a word that uh, right. is that is being used here, which is not. Something I guess we would use in typical everyday chit-chat.
0: Right, okay. Uh, oh, is it so an actual word, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, right. okay. so it's a I'm, I'm, I thought it was, he is trying to say missiles, but he's saying it in with a twang. With slang, with a twang. Missiles. What does it mean?
1: So it is a very, very clever pun, Chief, because a missal, spelt that way, is a liturgical book containing all instructions and text necessary for the celebration of mass. What does liturgical mean? Uh, You know, religious gubbins. Right. So so right. they're chaplains, so they need their, uh, their religious texts to help them in their, you know, in their work that they do. OK. And and so... so
0: Right. Fun. I maintain that if a joke has to be explained to this much degree, it's not funny. Hence the humour oh. follows.
1: Okay. Ha- wait, wait. I think you've not engaged your, your, your revenge humour, Chip.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Ha, <laughs> ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. There you go. <laughs> very good, very good. A lot of people eating in this issue. We it's all the... of them
1: orphans. And yeah. we, if there's one thing we know about orphans, they always ask for more. Yeah, yeah. Those, <laughs> both, uh, get a missile on them. Um, oh do. I think I could be the Joe Chief joke writer now. That quality. <laughs>
0: uh, still on Staten Island, but this time on the Staten Island ferry, we get Scarlet, who is buying two dogs and two coffees and eating none of them. <laughs> uh, oh dear and she's wearing this hat for the first time not seen her wearing this hat welcome to the hat rack we got the inside track welcome to the hat rack this is the hat soundtrack <laughs> i don't know if that's of any interest to anyone other than me okay you're gonna rate the hat chief <laughs> uh i don't mind that one seven out of ten There seems to have been a bit too much, I don't mind characters showing emotion, but a bit too much lately of Scarlet reminiscing about Snake Eyes, or I'm not saying you shouldn't reminisce about your dead loved ones, but this particular scene, a lot of Staten Island ferry scenes in particular, and it's just too
1: much. Yeah, the Scarlet um, special mission had her a lot of rem- reminiscing on the Staten, fi- Staten Island Ferry in a quite a similar uh, way, wasn't it? Yeah, that,
0: the- and then we saw, obviously, in the last issue, we saw Sean and Sean's birthday, which you never thought you'd see in a G.I. Joe comic, and Scarlet, again, being sad, and, yeah. you know, stop moping, girl. Get out there. There's plenty of fish in the sea. <laughs> uh, lastly, we cut to the High Sierras, where this wolf is hot damn, it's angry, and it is crawling through... The forest, and it's crawling on the roof it's of the cabin. Yeah. yeah, and then he does Maybe. that brilliant awoo, um that you simulated earlier, and yeah. So he's got a scar on the right side of his face. So, yeah. and that is that is consistent
1: with the the look of the character. Okay. <laughs> so they have continued to have uh, the scar on the uh, on the wolf's face, unlike Destro, who lost his scar after S. L. Galant stopped drawing it.
0: Yes, yes, that is bars technology at its finest. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's Molly Steel. Yes, correct.
0: Oh, I'll play that jingle. So earlier earlier on in the recording, you alluded to some potential Easter eggs. So we have discussed quite a lot of them already. But did you get any more?
2: I spy with
1: my little eye. Yeah, you've you've ticked off uh, a lot of them as we've gone along. But one that we didn't mention was the two uh, chaplains... Um, that are in that Staten Island scene munching on some barbecue food. The two dudes, one of them has got more of a kind of cowboy hat and one of them's got a, a sort of a, a green baseball cap style hat. Yep. Uh, you know, we've got to be careful about how we describe our hats, uh, you know, <laughs> with our uh, with our new uh, expertise in that area. So um, any clues as to who those dudes might be, Chiefie? Uh, should I know? Potentially. So it depends on whether you have watched M.A.S.H.,
0: uh, I did used to like MASH, actually. Ah, oh, so this is, uh, uh, what the hell are the guy's names? Um, okay, no, you're going to have to put me out of my misery. So these two... Hawkeye! Guy... <laughs> well,
1: that's the name of a guy from MASH. Unfortunately, it's not the name okay, of the right. of the guy that's been drawn here. So they have both been drawn to look like the character from MASH, Father Mul. Okay, I'm not sure about the pronunciation okay, of that. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah, I remember um, that character, yeah. Uh One of them is the movie version of the character, um, who I believe is uh, René Oberjoyness. Okay. And the TV character, actor, William Christopher. Right. And S.L. Gallant also used the uh, the look of William Christopher as a disguise for Zartan after his fight with dawn when he ah. was visited by a chaplain in um in hospital Very not good. the first time that he's uh he's had that same idea
0: yep that's it uh good good discussion about the issue uh we will need to yo joe it so what are you coming in with how many cans of Yojo Cola are you spilling in celebration of this issue?
1: I think it. I think it was a nice thing to do, but as an issue, I don't know that it necessarily really added anything, or and it, you know, somewhat disrupted the flow of actually the, yeah. the issues either side of it. So, yeah, certainly could have been. Uh, I think done at a different time potentially. Although obviously they wanted to to try and coincide in the calendar year when when Memorial Day is. Um, so I could have I could have lived without of it, but, but you know it's fine for what it is. So uh, six
0: I think for me. Six from Funky Bunch. Chief also coming in with a six. Good stuff. We are now uh, approaching Snake Hunt, which is the I've got I've got all ten in front of me right now. So I might even read all ten this afternoon, and we'll probably be covering that over three episodes of Talking Joe, just so we can break it down a little bit for you. Um, so exciting times ahead, Snake Hunt. Uh, Be careful how you say it, but right now uh, we might even go to a toy segment Mark talks about toys ho ho, he talks about G.I. Joe He talks about all the toys from the comic book and the animated show Mark talks about toys, Mark talks about toys Okay, Funky Bunch has got it in hand Now have you got this toy in hand? Oh, I don't have the toy in hand. Okay, but, I was going to um, say Rattler, my... so I'm not going to say Rattler.
1: I've <laughs> got my buzzer ready in hand for, to his...
0: mash the hell out of that. Okay. Did they okay. make a toy of that character from MASH? I'm going to say no. <laughs> um, so, right, we've done Airborne recently, I think. Did we? Do, yeah, mm-hmm. we did do Airborne, we did so Airborne. it's not him. Yep. Uh, Avalanche right. could be the one I choose, but he might not be the one I choose. Um, he wasn't the one I selected, if that helps. Yes, so that's not the one I'm choosing, obviously. It's it's not going to be Stalker or Storm Shadow. It's not no. going to be s- uh, <coughs> Roadblock. I couldn't think of his name. I thought it with S. No, Roadblock. Um, it's not Clutch. No, too boring. Um, it's not going to be Timber Three because they did not make that wolf, I don't think then not scarlet um, none of those ninja ah du- uh, budo is on my shortlist mm, and no, so n- is duke neither of those that, that's that's why short that's what i say shortlist doesn't mean they're the one um okay. so it it's can only just, yeah, be seeing the workings. it can only be mutt and junkyard <laughs> i think
1: we've done mutt and junkyard that's before, what i'm saying maybe?
0: it could only be him if we were doing a past episode not this one okay uh, right. which means it has to be shipwreck is shipwreck even in this issue okay i thought he was in that lineup thing so uh what does his name begin with (laughs) it begins with uh c c cutter no we've done him and then we've done cutter and then an r crazy leg crazy leg (laughs) yes ding 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 first guess excellent okay we don't even need to use the
1: negative buzzer so i saved myself some button pressing there you go first time first as time always again. for the
0: chief uh,
1: crazy legs 1988 i'm saying it was 1987 that's what i said so
0: 1987
1: yep yeah, of course and and we probably did get him in the uk uh, the yeah. following year so so i'm sure you're you're technically right
0: tell me all about
1: this guy Okay, did you? Uh, so I'm assuming probably Crazy Legs might have been slightly after you stopped collecting. Or oh, Actually, no, you kept on going because you had the Naugahyde. Yeah, um, I didn't have
0: him, but yeah. Ben had him, so I am familiar-ish with the character.
1: Yeah, so Crazy Legs, I guess, is probably a little bit unloved in terms of he's the next in a, a long line of, um, you know, the G.I. Joe parachutists, um, and indeed he came with a uh, tan parachute backpack, Um, which actually wasn't a proper backpack. It was uh, more of a harness that wraps around his legs and uh, even came with some instructions to help you get it on because it was all a bit twisty and uh, not necessarily completely obvious how it was supposed to work. Uh, Yeah, obviously for me, that one went in the box and never got used in play because it was too fiddly and complicated. Um, And then you just came with a basic sort of little... uh, Assault rifle with a, dis, a detachable uh, stock. Um, yeah, quite a cool, uh, distinctive uh, weapon. And yeah, it was only he was used briefly in in the comics. Um, in that and that um, issue again, where he's they they've uh, got the Thunder Machine and Thresher. It was I was trying to say uh, getting his nose broken and whatnot. Yes,
0: that's my my most prevalent memory is him on the C one thirty with the Dreadnoughts and. They're, they're in some jungle location, aren't they? Yeah, and the plane plane crashes and, and things get
1: thrown around inside and I think he captures another orphan. Yeah. Good little storyline, that. that one. I like that one. It was good, yeah. Um, so this guy is called David O. Thomas and he is from Iowa, uh, Fort Dodge, Iowa, in fact. Um, he's primary specialty infantry, secondary specialty parachute rigger. Crazy Legs could have been the greatest organist in the world if his fingers hadn't been too short. Oh <laughs> the <laughs> The airborne rangers don't care how perfectly you can play Barks to Cutter and Fuge in D minor. They're only concerned with your willingness to jump out of a helicopter into a hot LZ with nothing but a rifle, a couple of grenades and the best wishes of your commanding officer. Yeah, jump, Crazy jump. Legs. <laughs> jump, jump. Crazy Legs is, of course, airborne ranger qualified and has been cross-trained as a forward artillery observer. And the quote is, you can be storming a hardened position right into the teeth of an enfilade green tracer so thick in the air you can smell the magnesium. AP mines going off with intersecting cones of fire, bouncing Betty's the works. Crazy Legs comes ducking and weaving through all of this with a weird light in his eyes and humming a section from Johann Sebastian Bach. Mm. Um yeah, sounds like the kind of maneuvers that get a man killed. Oh, too
2: yeah. soon. Yeah. Mm, I like yeah.
1: this guy. I like um, the
0: look. I like the look. I like the colors. Um good figure. So,
1: yeah, I think um I think he's he's actually a, a, a you know, a very good-looking uh figure. He's he's got that distinctive red um costume and um sort of got a, a nice texture to it as as well. It sort of is kind of like a a bumpy kind of texture to to his uh, to his top, uh, which runs down his legs as as well. Uh, Grey gray and uh, red kind of accents to his colours, sort of. Yeah, makes it makes it pop, makes him stand out. So, yeah, I think a, a nice figure o- overall. It's just a shame that kind of speciality is as being a kind of a parachutist was used so frequently in the uh, in the comics, and, and yeah. I think that's why. He was singled out by Larry as one to to bump off because um uh yeah, there was such a uh, a glut of of that speciality in the in the Joe ranks.
0: Yeah, it's a shame. I would, quite you know, part of me's thinking, oh I'd like to see, you know, uh Ripcord, Airborne, Crazy Legs, I don't know if there's another cool one or not, but you know, them on some sort of parachutist mission. Cool. But the problem yeah. with that is The actual parachuting probably lasts about two pages, and then you know their actual specialty is then you know defunct. We've used that two pages already, so they probably don't go together as a really good story. However, you do get that awesome ripcord story, uh, you know Cobra Island with the Zartan and Candy and all that kind of stuff going on, and we do get to see him eject from the the sky striker and parachute down with a halo drop in and so you know that's quite cool but as a as an overall group of parachutists um i suppose you'll you'll struggle to get a, a long storyline out of it but crazy legs you know for for his for his part and when he did appear i thought he was good and again i do like the character or the figure sorry there you go crazy legs everyone in memoriam crazy yes, legs yes yes little one of them please join us next week for more talking joe i think it's episode 106 is it
1: think so yeah if this is is a half episode isn't this it? this is so a half bonus next
0: into your oral canal okay. uh, early new year's day present or new year's yeah. new new year present i should say but yeah we'll be covering read read at least four issues of snake hunt we'll cover maybe three or four undecided as yet but make sure you've done your prep you don't have to do your prep you can do your prep if you want to do your prep we'll be reading them because <laughs> otherwise it would be a terrible show um, just
1: like this one yeah just like the thing song. about it
0: being a bonus episode is that
1: you know it's it's half that in you know, half an episode half as good you know half as much effort it's, it's all it's all good
0: well it's, you it's... say that i'm looking at the <laughs> clock we've been running 53 minutes so depends on how much you edit because uh, funky bunch is now editing the show so expect the quality to go up by about 23 percent. but uh, i'll tell you what energy's been high i quite enjoy these uh, little bonus episodes yeah,
1: it's uh keeps us focused yeah and good I guess when when you're when you're um looking at just one episode in isolation you can literally really look at it panel by panel page <laughs> by page yeah get yeah. into the detail
0: very good very good um right that's it I am going to watch a movie because by the time this comes out I don't know it's probably into the new year I'd imagine unless funky bunch turns this around. Double quick time. Uh, and, yeah, I, I need to watch two movies to complete my 200-year challenge. So the missus is already annoyed that I'm going to be watching movies on New Year's Eve. But uh, that's tough shit, missus. I need to beat this challenge. <laughs> I'll try and watch a, a, fa- a missus-friendly movie with her. How about that? Uh, missus-friendly. Yeah. Mm. Something mm. like Star Wars. No, I've seen that one. Really. <laughs> she hates Star Wars. She hates all geek culture. Um, yeah, so that's, good. Remain, that's probably the biggest, of biggest the challenge. Yeah.
1: <laughs> biggest challenge of the, yeah. the whole 200 yeah, that is, that is find fun. a movie that she will agree to watch with you and will enjoy yeah.
0: uh, join mm-hmm. us for the next episode when you find out that I only watched 199 movies and I wasted a whole year watching Pointless Rubbish or Chief watched 200
1: but is also divorced yeah, yeah I'll um, take either of those options They'll <laughs> so with all
0: that said and done we will catch you down the road because we've been a short talking Joe And we might still have some bonus episodes in the future.